MSW Media. Thanks to Thrive Cosmetics for supporting the Daily Beans. Get luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features. For every purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Go to thrivecosmetics.com slash dailybeans for 15% off your first order. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, July 4th, 2022. Today, committee members say that Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony has led to new people coming forward to speak to investigators. The Trump PAC has paid for more than a dozen witness attorneys. More Department of Justice subpoenas are issued in the fraudulent electors investigation. The Mark Meadows associate that sent the potentially threatening text to Cassidy Hutchinson may be a fact witness in the committee investigation. And the Department of Justice urges the court to reject Steve Bannon's request to delay his trial for contempt of Congress. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello, hello. Happy weekend. Long weekend to you, my friend. To you as well. And it sounds like, and I know you are feeling better. Yes. Yes, I feel much better. I'm still tired. Like, I feel like the tired thing sticks around well after the COVID is gone. But I've, I've had a couple negative tests. There's still a very faint little line. So I think I might have a tiny bit of a viral load left, but I don't want to go anywhere, you know, so I'm still just resting. Yeah, I think it's a good excuse now. When, if we don't want to go to a party, we can just be like, ooh, I have a really faint second line. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, the gym, I really should. But, you know, I just can't today. There's that faint second line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. could be. It could be. It could go on for months. You never know. But uh, anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit, but and this isn't like a full-fledged story, but you remember how on a Friday during the Beans, we were talking about how I saw that thing on Anderson Cooper where Zoe Lofgren was yes. like, yes, yes. Yeah, um, we think that that fraudulent fundraising slush fund that Trump had was paying for people's lawyers. Well, New York Times went out this weekend and confirmed it. They said that uh, Trump's political organization and his allies have paid for or promised to finance the legal fees of more than a dozen witnesses called in the congressional investigation on the attack in the Capitol. And that raises not so much legal questions. That's it's pretty it's pretty lawful to pay for someone else's defense attorney. What's not lawful is telling people you're fundraising for the candy cane kids and then Correct. spending it on your criminal friends, lawyers fees. And AG, and tell me if I'm wrong. I know you have a lot of lawyer friends. The reason that this is not illegal is because he has not officially announced his run for president. So the money that he's raising through these bullshit emails and everything, they're subject to different laws than they would be if he had officially announced. So let's be clear there. If he does announce, everything fucking changes. Right. But I think he still would be able to pay for his political allies legal fees if Mm -hmm. he said he was doing that. Right. right. If he said he was doing it. Exactly. But it definitely raises ethical questions because the former president could be influencing testimony with a direct bearing on him. And as we know, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony changed quite a bit after her Trump world attorney that was being paid for uh, was fired and she hired new representation. So I imagine that's happening kind of all around. And we also have that other story that Sidney Powell's super PAC could be paying for the Oath Keepers defense. And we still haven't heard about because the the last we heard about that was the judge demanded that the Oath Keepers attorneys tell him where the money was coming from. And I don't think they have said that yet. So we'll keep an eye on it for you. Sounds good. All right. We have a lot to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. 
hot notes. All right, lots of committee news, even though it was a weekend and nothing really happened with the committees. But as we wait for the next hearing, which is tentatively scheduled for Tuesday, July 12th, it's planned to cover the Proud Boys plan on the attack on the Capitol and might include testimony linking Donald to the seditious conspiracy. And that is a hearing that will be led by Jamie Raskin, one of two. But there's also news about the fallout caused by the testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson. Rep. Adam Kinzinger, uh, or Kinzinger, a member of the, we know he's one of the Republican members of the select committee, said on the Sunday shows that witnesses have come forward since Cassidy Hutchinson testified to the panel publicly last week. And I'm like the Dave Chappelle meme, like, y'all got any more of them surprise hearings? I, I would love some more. Quote, this happens every day, Kinzinger told CNN. This was Dana Bash sitting in for what Chuck Todd for State of the Union. Quote, every day we get new people that come forward and say, hey, I didn't think maybe this piece of the story that I knew was important. But here it is. (laughs) I'm personally familiar with this phenomenon. And it's a lot like what happened with the Me Too movement, right? Yes, of course. Where one woman comes out, tells her story. Other women feel safer and more empowered to come forward with their stories once they see someone else do it. So I'm actually calling this the Me Coup movement. Nice. People feeling empowered to come forward with the truth because there's safety in numbers, right? It's, or, you, or you realize, hey, uh, this was a crime. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that this would be a, you know, problematic or crimey. I'm going to come forward with this little bit of information now that I know. Now, the committee had planned to pause its public hearings until later in July, but suddenly scheduled last week's hearing with Hutchinson. She was a Trump official who served as an aide to White House Chief of Staff Meadows. Hutchinson testified that the former guy knew the crowd was armed at the ellipse and said he wanted the Secret Service to remove metal detectors on the edge of the ellipse so more people could enter the security perimeter and fill the empty space. For the photo opportunity. Mm hmm. And then just let them march to the Capitol with their guns and shit. Yeah, why not? They're not here to hurt me. Right. Now, after her testimony, Trump World began their attacks on Hutchinson and her credibility, much like what happened to John Dean and the attacks on his credibility. In fact, before John Dean flipped and pled guilty, he was attacking the committee investigating Watergate. But the noise was just that. Unreliable guilty parties with little to no credibility and so far refusing to testify under oath. Siding with Ornato, who is a known liar and Trump loyalist. I don't think anyone's following for it. And that hearing, Dana, had a record setting 13 million viewers. It's a beautiful So to thing. give you a little perspective, I know. So here's some perspective. That night... Tucker Carlson in primetime got 650,000. America's Got Talent got a little over 5 million views that night. The fucking Stanley Cup finals got 6 million. A typical Monday night football game gets about 11 million. And this was 13 million. And it's daytime. All those examples I just gave you are primetime shows. Yep. And that doesn't even account for streaming services, nor does it account for all the clips shown over and over again during primetime news that night and the several nights that followed. It was on today. They replayed one of the hearings yesterday, and then today they replayed the, the Bowers, Raffensperger, Sterling hearing. So it's getting a lot of traction. I love it. Love it. And AG, speaking of Hutchinson, Hugo Lowell at The Guardian, he has some more information about the potential instances of witness intimidation. Remember that shown at the end of the hearing that uh, Cheney covered? So we know that Hutchinson received at least one, one message tacitly warning her not to cooperate with the House January 6th committee from an associate of former guy, Mark Meadows. That's been proven. We know that's where it was from, not Meadows directly, as people like to say on Twitter, but an associate of such. Now, the identity of the person who sent Hutchinson the message 
beyond the fact that they were an associate of Meadows, they could not be confirmed. No one's thrown them under the bus quite yet. Now, that may be part because the committee may wish to interview that person Hmm. and they don't want to taint that. Yes. And that's the piece we don't know. That appears to indicate that the person who sent the message was a close associate of the former White House chief of staff and maybe a fact witness to what Trump and Meadows were doing and thinking during the Capitol attack. Neither a spokesman for Meadows nor Hutchinson responded for a request for comment, which is not surprising at this point. Now, the other message disclosed by the committee was also directed at Hutchinson, and that's from a source. But the quote displayed was from one of several calls that Trump allies that Hutchinson described to the House investigators. So these were all directed at her. We don't know who the other one was sent from. And this is a quote. What they said to me is, as long as I continue to be a team player, they know that I'm on the team. I'm doing the right thing. I'm protecting who I need to protect. You know, I'll continue to stay in the good graces of the Trump world. And that's what the slide read. They played that at the hearing. And as the quote continues, and they reminded me a couple of times that Trump does read transcripts. And just to keep that in mind, as I proceeded through my depositions and interviews with the committee. So there you go. It's funny. He read transcripts, but not security briefings. Anyway, Mm -hmm. the identity of the people who called Hutchinson, presumably warning her not to implicate the former president, They could not be established beyond the fact that they were close to him, the former guy. Now, the committee is understood to be aware of all the people. So they know the general Mm -hmm. public just doesn't know yet. Mm -hmm. So Politico, which first reported that the message came from a Meadows associate, also said it came before, before Hutchinson's second interview with the committee. So Hutchinson changed lawyers, okay, between the second interview and the one we saw publicly. So she changed lawyers between the fourth deposition that preceded her public testimony. Now, since that testimony, given an answer to questions from Cheney, the deputy chair has taken her message of defiance to Trump to other stages. On Thursday, she participated in a primary debate in Sheridan, Wyoming, okay? Pointing to testimony presented by the January 6th committee. This is Cheney, by the way. This is Cheney participating in a primary debate. Cheney said, quote, It's not true that there was sufficient fraud to change the results of the 2020 election. The president's own attorney general has said that. The president's own deputy attorney general has said that. And President Trump's campaign manager said that. President Trump's White House counsel said that. President Trump's own family said that. And then Cheney added, yep, we are now embracing a cult of personality. I won't be part of that. I will always stand for my oath. And stand for the truth. And she yeah. really, I uh, know, I know. I mean, except the, well, you, they were embracing a cult of personality in 2016 and she Correct. stood for it. But, but no, this isn't, okay, I guess better late than never. Okay, sure. Um, fine. You know, fine. For me, the real heroes are like Ruby, you know, and 100%. Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss and... Those, the officer that kept, you know, the uh, Senate safe while the, the mob was going up the stairs. Like these yeah. are good men, you know, Officer Goodman, Rogers, Gunnell, Goodman. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah. Those are the heroes for me. Cheney's just doing her oath. Do I respect it? Yes, I do. Do we agree on anything else? No, we do not. <laughs> no, somebody was actually like, what if Biden didn't run again and it was Harris against Cheney? I was like, are you kidding? Is that a stupid question? Is that like a real question for me to answer who if if i had to choose between kamala harris and liz cheney is, is that what you're asking yeah because we should end this conversation if that's what you're asking i was like mm, okay you know what i'll be nice uh, and i said look i will never vote for a republican there's just no way and and kamala's awesome i don't understand <laughs> it just seemed like an odd question to me it was an odd question 
Next up, two Arizona state lawmakers who promoted former Trump's stolen election falsehoods have been issued subpoenas by the Justice Department as federal investigators ramp up their probe. Arizona Senate President Karen Fan and State Senator Kelly Townsend, both Republicans, received what appeared to be matching subpoenas. Look, <laughs> it's like they're standing there like, ooh, it's <laughs> my subpoena. It matches my hat. If from the FBI, by the way, this isn't the committee. This is the fucking Department of Justice. On June 21st, according to Kim Quintero, a spokeswoman for the Arizona Senate Republicans, the subpoenas seek information related to the Justice Department's investigation into the Capitol riot on January 6th. The Capitol riot on January 6th, by the way, not just the fraudulent slate of electors. Mm-hmm. Quote, President Fan and Senator Townsend are fully cooperating in releasing whatever emails and text messages they are requesting. We have no reason to believe they will be called to testify in Washington, D.C. Yeah, hang on to your hats. That match your subpoenas. The Yellow Sheet Report, a political newsletter in Arizona, first reported the subpoenas. According to Quintero, both legislators were given a deadline of sometime next week to comply. And thousands of records from constituents and others have already been identified by staff members in response to the request. Quintero declined to provide details about the records. The subpoenas were delivered the same day Arizona House Speaker Rusty Bowers testified before the Congressional Committee investigating the riot. Bowers, a Republican, told members of the committee that Trump and lawyer Rudy Giuliani called him and pressed the state legislature to select rival slates of electors that would favor Trump, even after Republican Governor Doug Ducey had certified Biden's electoral victory. Now, that timing is important given that the hearing was postponed, remember? Mm-hmm. I think it was because the DOJ needed to get some law enforcement action out, including those search warrants for Eastman and Clark and the subpoenas for the fraudulent electors, including Karen Fan. Now, it's still unclear whether the committee's emergency hearing with Hutchinson was timed with DOJ activity, but I would look for there having been some warrants or subpoenas served on some Meadows associates around that time that we just haven't heard about yet. I would be willing to put some beans on that. I would think your beans are probably pretty safe. Yeah. And uh, AG. All right, Steve. Steve, <laughs> here we go. Here we go, everybody. I was so proud to write this story for you, Dana. I mean, it's just shy of Freud. You know what I mean? OK, here we go. Steve Bannon recently downplayed the committee hearings. We know that. We know that. After an appearance in court on June 15th, he told the media outside the courthouse, quote, I want to appreciate the January 6th committee canceling today. You know why? Because their ratings stink. And they can't compete with the Bannon trial. <laughs> then he filed a motion to delay his trial because the committee hearings and the news coverage of them was making it impossible for him to get a fair trial in D.C. Sure. Sure, Steve. So the shitty, the shitty committee ratings. Are oh, making, yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. I mean, they're awful. More than Monday Night Football. It's okay. The Department of Justice filed an opposition to the ridiculous motion saying, and I quote, the committee's recent hearings and news coverage of them have almost nothing to do with the defendant or the charges against him and have in no way created presumptively prejudicial pretrial publicity regarding the case. I had say to slow down because that was fucked up, everyone. I'm going to try and say it faster. Presumptively prejudicial pretrial publicity <laughs> regarding the case. <laughs> there you go. That in there just oh, that was mean. Yep. And the quote continues, the defendant's motion gives the false impression through general statistics about the volume of viewership of the committee's hearings and overall media coverage of the committee's hearings, that all of the committee's hearings and the attendant media coverage is about him 
The quote continues, the truth is just the opposite. The defendant has barely been mentioned in the committee's hearings or the resulting media coverage of them. It gets better. It gets better. Yeah, there we go. To date, the committee has had seven hearings, spanning more than 14 hours in total. Okay? The defendant was not mentioned at all during five of them, was featured only in passing in the committee's June 9th and June 21st hearings for a combined total of less than 30 seconds. 30 seconds, Steve Bannon. The the quote continues further. While the defendant's motion describes media coverage of the committee's hearings overall, the defendant does not cite a single media article covering the committee's hearing that mention the defendant. That's because there are none. In In fact, the defendant and his attorneys... By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's because there are none is in the filing. That's not like a, that's not one of us doing a sidebar. We're not being snarky, people. This is in the (laughs) official filing. Someone else is being quite snarky. And goes on to say, in fact, the defendant and his attorneys have caused far more pretrial publicity about this case than the committee hearings have by holding press conferences at the courthouse and speaking with reporters. Now, A.G., this is just an embarrassing rebuke of Bannon's feeling of self-importance, first of all. Now, especially after he publicly told the media no one was watching the hearings. No one meaning 13 million of us. No one. It was terrible ratings. That's why they had to cancel that hearing. Terrible ratings. Horrible. That's why they had to cancel. Nothing has the ratings of a Steve Bannon trial. Okay. Okay. So good. So I, I again, I that's going to be that has to be denied. I, I we haven't. I I the, I checked like just twenty seconds ago to see if the judge has replied yet with a with an order, but he has not. All right, everybody, stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Ag, and I recently discovered one of my new favorite brands, and I have to share it with you. It's called Thrive Cosmetics. Not only do they sell great makeup and skincare products, for every product you buy, they donate to a cause that helps women get it, cosmetics. They have over 300 giving partners across the country, including the National Breast Cancer Foundation and the Breonna Taylor Memorial Scholarship Fund. On top of that, they sell high-performance beauty and skincare products that are awesome. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients that are 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and they're amazing. One of their bestsellers is my favorite thing ever, the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It is ultra-lengthening. It lasts all day. No clumping, no smudging, no flaking, no running. It mimics the look of lash extensions without damaging glue or expensive salon prices. Plus, the clean, nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. I've been using it for a long time, and my lashes have gotten longer and stronger. It's super easy to remove. It just slides off with warm water in little tiny balls of of awesomeness and a washcloth, and it doesn't smear. it's, It's amazing. No soap required. It's absolutely fantastic. I also love their brilliant eye brightener. It's a cream to powder highlighter stick that brightens and opens up the eyes, which helps me get an effective instant eye lift. I use it all the time. And thanks to the Bigger Than Beauty program, for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They sell fantastic products and help people so you can benefit others while helping yourself look awesome. Now's a great time to buy Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash dailybeans. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Daily Beans for 15% off your first order. And today's show is also brought to you by Helix Sleep. I love my Helix mattress. You've heard me talk about it forever. I used to have trouble sleeping. I couldn't fall asleep. And if I did, I couldn't stay asleep. I would toss and turn. I would have night sweats and I would wake up sore. 
and groggy and just generally grouchy. Uh, now, that's when Helix saved the day. They have a two-minute online sleep quiz at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. They match your sleep type and preferences and your body to the perfect mattress for you. With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everyone's unique. Everybody is unique. Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm, uh, mattresses that regulate your body temperature if you sleep hot. They even have a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took their two-minute sleep quiz, and my perfect mattress is the Helix Midnight because I sleep on my side, and I like a medium-firm bed. So it's super comfortable, and I love it. Plus, Helix was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to recommendation for improving your sleep. So go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. It ships to you for free. It comes with a 10-year warranty. They have financing options and flexible payment plans available. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news or confessions or corrections or pet photos or anything that you want to send us, uh, you can do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Could really use your good good news stories this week. Please send them in. So first up from Gigi, speaks free, pronouns she and her. Good news and a confession. Awesome. My company has released a statement that they will fund reproductive care and time off for associates affected by the recent Supreme Court ruling. They are joining other publicly traded companies to support rights stripped by this court. Now my confession. I am quietly taking credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) I I shared my distress about the ruling and my abortion story with a VP in a private conversation on Wednesday. Without being too specific, my job is really difficult and requires complex management of people and projects. I often refer to myself as a chaos manager. I told the VP without being able to access the care I needed, I would not be able to do this job and my husband would be a widower with two small children. I asked him to look around at the staff and ask who he could do without. Interesting. Today, the statement from the CEO was emailed. The VP called me to see if I read it. He reported to me that he shared my story with HR with my permission, and this is the result. I am grateful to have someone hear me and advocate up the chain on behalf of his team. We will not go back. I will not be silent about my abortion anymore. Please see my handsome cat, Oreo. I didn't know. There's no segue there. Nope. Um, but like, I'm tearing up because of this. I know. Sweet, my sweet friend. Gigi, thank you for this submission. Could tell your story and it, it made a difference. Yeah. Oh, please see my handsome cat, Oreo. We are mutual rescues. He's skittish, territorial, and an excellent hunter, just like me. I can only hope he feels the joy he brings to me. I'm holding you close, ladies of the beans. You help me stay steady in this uncertain world. Oh. I love this submission so much. I, I, I'm so proud of you, whoever you are out there, Gigi. And thank you for sharing your story. I'm so infuriated that so many women have to divulge such an interpersonal part of their lives just to try and get people to listen. It's almost like, I don't know. It just, it's not a violation because obviously this is a choice you made. It's just unfair that this is the lengths we have to go to, but I'm so proud of you. So thank you for doing that. 
Yes, and Oreo is amazing. Oh my God, so cute. So, so cute. All right. This is from Justin, pronouncing him. Hello, fellow Leguminati members. Thank you, AG, Dana, and all involved in helping during these trying times. A couple weeks ago, I got to fulfill a lifelong dream. My mom raised me on a teacher's salary as a single parent. She'd given me so much through the years. She's also a huge fan of the Chicago Cubs. And I told myself I'd take her to Wrigley Field someday. Well, a couple days ago was someday. I attached a picture of us standing outside the iconic sign. I also attached for pet tax a picture of my Zuna. Can you guess what she is? Okay, this is amazing. And... Uh, I am a Padres a fan, but I do. I hope the Cubs won that day. My I friend. do. Too. I hope the Cubs won that day. Oh, look at Zuna! I see a little pity, a little lab, a little healer, a little cattle dog, maybe. Yeah. Let's see. And we got pity healer Dane. Oh, and and uh, Staffordshire. Okay, no right. lab. I got two out of four. I'll take it. Nice, fifty percent. Living the dream. Indeed. Next up from Carolyn, pronouns she and her. I just got a new kitten. He is great. This is Haku, the blue, and Kamaji, striped black. My daughter named them after Spirited Away characters. Nice. Enjoy your pod in the scary place of South Texas. Much oh, God. Love. Look how beautiful. So cute. All the Aww, kitties. The, sleeping on the feet. Why don't I, you want, I'm going to take the short one because I, I do like when you close out. Oh, no, no, no. You take the short one and then I'll go and then you'll close this out. Okay, sounds good. From Katie S, pronouns she and her. Halloween pet pic. Oh, two in one. We got a Halloween photo and it's a pet picture. <laughs> this is Bentley, my 11-year-old toy poodle, as a pirate. <laughs> Bentley is just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I love these because it's like one arm on the hand on the hip, one hand extended out like, ahoy, uh, and legs. Oh it's my God, so this good. is fucking cute. Thank All you. Right. Okay, this is from H-Jack, pronouns he, him. Hey there, longtime listener, first-time emailer. I wanted to share the story from right in my backyard in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. This involved a local brewery known as St. Boniface. Was that, do you think Boniface is right? Yeah, oh God, I've got some words. In Ephrata, Pennsylvania? <laughs> it's probably all wrong. It's Lancaster, St. probably St. Boniface. I know Lancaster's right, but I still think, Ephrata? I, I want to say <laughs> Ephrata. <laughs> Pennsylvania. I know this person. You know what is Jack? If you're listening, you can correct me. I'd appreciate it. But look, there's more. Yeah. Who owns a restaurant nearby Lidditz and decided they, I think this person did this on purpose and decided they wanted to bring in a blatant hate group. Oh, known as the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society, hosted by the right wing rag, the Lancaster Patriot. Fuck them. I just added that. That's not what Jack said. To talk about why Christian nationalism is a good thing. Now, mind you, neither right-wing group has any real ties to the area. Of course. Sort of like Dr. Oz running in Pennsylvania. Again, I added that to the story. That wasn't Jack. Needless to say, we, the community, weren't having it. I and many members of our community, including activist groups such as Afraid Arises, Northern End Stands Up, and that's part of Lancaster Stands Up, Warwick United, Lidditz Chooses Love, and numerous others immediately not only called out this business for welcoming a hate group, in the middle of Pride Month, days before the local Pride Festival, and in the middle of a block full of LGBTQ plus owned businesses, 
but launched a massive boycott, which proved successful. Almost every single bar and brew pub dumped out all of the beer from this brewery venues. Ooh. Yeah, venues such as Phantom Power and Rock Lidditz have canceled contracts with them completely, and there was a massive backlash from distributors in the region as well. Nice. Yeah, the event was moved to a private business in southern Lancaster County and was not heard from again. Nice. During the Pride event, members of the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society, same hate group that we just beat back, they were outside protesting in ways that reminded me of like the Westboro Baptist Church. Hey, they were fuckers. Ha- oh, fuckers. They were handing children pamphlets that had pictures of dead babies and were talking to them about sodomy. Right, which is, of course, what you should do. Again, I added that, not Jack. Some even had the balls to push their bullshit while inside the event. Police ended up throwing them out, and a bunch of Gen Z kiddos made their lives a living hell. And there's in quotation, it says, the kids are all right. (laughs) The Pride Festival was amazing, by the way, with such a good turnout and a great display showing that love does, in fact, win and good actually can prevail. It's amazing what happens when a community comes together for a common cause and beating back a common enemy. I love the submission. Mm. Ace Jack, thank you so much for it. Uh, one of my dear friends and colleagues, Suzanne Westenhofer, is from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. So I, I hear about that a lot. And and it's, it's so true, right? Like we see all the shit on TV and whatever. But like when it comes to your town, if you shame the fuck out of them, they'll go away. Oh, yeah. They will go away, especially if you dump all the brewery. Uh, beer out in the, to the streets and and never work with them again. It's like the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Lancaster Brew Party. <laughs> Fuck hate, right? Yep. All right, finally from Anne, pronouns she and her. Hello, ladies of the beans. For some reason, I keep getting mailings from Donald asking for money. The return address mentions that Donald is president, not ex-president or former president. Since I don't want his mailings, even in my house, I wrote on the envelope, return to sender and intended to drop it in a mailbox during my evening walk with my dog. Unfortunately, I forgot to take a bag with me to clean up after Joey during the walk. <laughs> I know where this is going. Oh, man. This is where I put the letter from Donald Trump to its proper use. It served as a very effective cleanup tool and a holder of the poop produced by my dog. Pod Pet Tax is a painting of Joey. Oh, Aww. man. I love animal paintings. There's so many talented people out there. Look at that. I know. Acrylic. Oh, on canvas of Joey. Good job, Joey. Seriously. Good job cleaning up the poop with the truck. I would have put it, like, cleaned the poop with it and then thrown the poop away and then put it to return to sender still so that it had poop on it when it went back. But then, you know, then you have to subject the mail carriers to that. That's not very nice, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) You always have to think of the helpers. Yeah. All right. If you have anything you want to send into us, please do. By going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact and uh, we will uh, read it on the air and use whatever pronouns you like or you can be anonymous or however you want to do it. You just send it into us and we'll take care of it. Uh, Dana, do you have any uh, final thoughts uh, coming out of this weekend and before we get into July 4th, which I will not be celebrating this year? I was just going to say, you are hearing this on July 4th. Uh, I wouldn't say our country is exactly independent and I know women and other people that and can reproduce uh, are feeling less than independent in this country. So I'll just say, if you enjoy the fireworks, go out and enjoy the fireworks. And if you can't, go make some of your own. That's yeah, it. Enjoy and you know what I'm talking about. The federal day off and have some friends over, like your chosen fam. And totally. Have, or your actual fam, whatever. And just have a good, nice day off. That's the yeah. best I can. That's the best I can say. That's it. That's Those are all final thoughts. 
<laughs> this is coming from a disabled vet, right? Like, yeah, fuck. I know. All right, everybody. Until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>